Circle cast by American Witch 13 with your hosts, Melissa, that's moi, and Regina, that's me. So, hi, how you doing? Yeah, so welcome. <laughs> <laughs> so, this is our first um, podcast. I've been talking about doing a podcast with American Witch 13 for like ever, like since I started it. I, I've noticed. Yeah, I know. I know. There's been a lot of, like, faulty starts. But that's okay. When is it happening? When is it happening? Today. 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 Today it's actually happening. I'm like, oh, my God. I have the laptop out and the Yeti. I haven't done a podcast for five freaking years. Well, I haven't done one ever, so you're ahead of me. <laughs> <laughs> so we've got the old school and the new school. And, um, and uh, it's been a minute since I've, like done any kind of thing like this um so I'm kind of excited oh I'm very excited yeah it's something to be excited about for sure we're making a mess of things Mm -hmm. wait what (laughs) (laughs) I don't know what you're talking about with this mess thing like everything is perfect (laughs) or only perfect (laughs) nothing 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 has ever happened that wasn't intended (laughs) Mm -hmm. exactly okay so so why are we here and what are we doing? So Those are some good questions. These are some good questions. And um, I have notes and stuff, but, like, I'm kind of, like, so, okay. So my approach to this whole thing is we're going to kind of be sort of free form at first while we, like, try to figure out exactly what we're doing and yes. and everything. Um, we want you guys to be comfortable with us. We want this to be really informative, but we want you to feel like it's friendly. We don't want to feel like we're at arm's reach. Yeah, for sure. Why am I keep saying that? I don't know. I gotta stop saying that expression. Okay, so um, <laughs> so like anyway, um, yeah. So why the circle cast? So ages ago, when I first decided I wanted to do a podcast for American Witch Thirteen, I didn't want to call the podcast itself American Witch because I would. I didn't want to be sort of pigeonholed into only talking about witchcraft and perhaps even only American witchcraft. Yeah, that and in that that kind of phrase, like American witch, it's like that's such an identity statement. Yeah, it, it yeah, exactly. And so, and I wanted it to be more open because I don't, you know, I'm not just a witch. I'm also a psychic medium, yes. and Regina has various other. Traits that. <laughs> well, why don't we just dive into that? Why don't yeah. we get into who we are, and then we'll talk more about what we're doing here. Okay, so why don't you introduce yourself? All right, uh, I am Regina. Uh, I am Melissa's apprentice. I have been studying with her, working with her, assisting her on some of her classes and her own teaching for a little. I'd say a little over a year. I think it's yeah, been for a little sure. over yeah, a year. Yeah, yeah. We've known each other for a few years, and aside from her being wonderful, of course. Um, you know, we really, we really built this great connection, and one thing that we tend to do a lot is talk at length. So, her inviting me to this was kind of like, hey, you know, come and share your perspective on that. And my perspective is coming from somebody who, I would say I'm finally comfortable not calling myself a baby witch. Nice. I'd say that I've finally hit that point where I'm comfortable saying, 
I am an intuitive witch. This is what my practice looks like. These are some of my skills, but still acknowledge that I am still a student. You are still my mentor. I am still learning skills. I'm still asking questions. I'm still taking those next steps to continue to grow because I, I, what I've, I think I've been studying the occult practicing for probably about four or five years. Nice. So not, not, you know, nothing to, you know, turn your nose up at, but there's always room to grow from there. There's nowhere I'm going to step up and say that, you know, I'm an expert. But I want to provide that perspective where we're asking questions, we're getting more into things, and, you know, what you find along the way as somebody who's still learning. So as Melissa's mentioned, um, and I've mentioned, I'm an intuitive witch. Uh, I'm a medium. I'm still growing those skills. Melissa is a very good teacher in that aspect. Um, it's something that we'll dive into more, of course, but being comfortable talking to somebody about experiences that are occult inherently, but also otherworldly, supernatural, it's, it can be very difficult when you first start to open up on those things. And having you in my corner, where it's been like, I can talk about this stuff and not feel like a crazy person. Exactly. Is it's such a good relief to know that you can trust somebody and put that faith in somebody. So it's it's been an absolute blessing to have you in my life and to keep getting these points where it's like I can grow and feel confident and feel stronger in these capabilities that I have. And so hopefully bringing that side of things into this group for more people to kind of get some insight on, get ideas from, and just communicate back with us. I'm, I'm really, really excited to do that. Yay, awesome. <laughs> and I'm excited to have you here and do that. Um, so, me, myself, and I. Okay, what am I going to say? You teacher extraordinary. Uh, no, God, no. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> please. Um, no. So, what's my story? Um, Where do you want to start? Do you want to start I, I on the other side of the country? Do you I want know. to start here in L.A.? I feel like kind of gotta go back so like so I'm originally from rural Massachusetts um I grew up in the sticks you know there was a forest on one side of my house and a cornfield on the other um and I had a grandmother who would talk about the fairies who lived in the moss and who would dance under umbrellas in the rain and she would take me for walks down the lane which was like this walk through the forest and we'd go deep into the woods, and there was a place where sometimes there was a pond, but not always, depending on, like, the amount of rain we had. And there was this giant boulder there, and she would walk me to this place and say things like, if you, you know, put your ear up to the boulder and listen closely, you can hear the spirits of the Native Americans who lived in this place, you know, and, all, and, and other Americans, you know, anybody who lived in this place. And, um, and I could hear them. And, and she would say, you know, you're not always going to understand what they're saying, but you can at least, you can hear them, you can feel their presence. And when I was a kid, like, it never even occurred to me that any of this was witchy or anything. No, and I think, I, I think that that's something that a lot of people, when they first get into this, they have to accept that it's like, this is, this calls to you. <laughs> and it calls to you for a long time, and then one day you suddenly step into it and a lot of things click into place. Totally, absolutely. And like... You know, and, you know, as a kid, it was just, you know, I just, I had this sort of magical childhood that mm-hmm. was not, but it wasn't wrapped in magic, if you know what I mean. It wasn't It was like, this magic. is the world. Yeah. She just taught me that, like, this is how it it's is. It's like your grandmother was this 
person in your life who just was like, here's the world. I give it to you. Yeah. And she would have never called herself a psychic or a medium or a witch. Well, she might have called herself a witch. See, that becomes debatable <laughs> because I found out this freaking year. So, like, mm. um, I, my mother claims that she's told me when I was younger, but I don't believe her because I feel like I remember this. Um <laughs> But so apparently my grandparents got married in Salem. My grandfather is from Canada and he used to go around and after he married my grandmother, he would go around and tell people, I went to Salem and got a witch for a wife. And I'm like, mom, are you kidding me? You're telling me this now? Your grandpa was a little, sounds a little extra. Right? Oh, for sure. Oh, my whole family is extra. You have no idea. Jump to the age of 12 when my mom bought me my very first tarot deck. There we go. Which was the Mythic Tarot, and I freaking fell in love with it. And I would, like, you know, for funsies, give people readings. And they would start off, like, enter- that, like they were entertaining me. Like, oh, Melissa's going to give us a reading. Isn't that cute? Okay, oh. let's hear the reading. And then I'd give it, and then it'd be like, they'd be like, uh, oh, that's... Really accurate. That's a lot from a 12-year-old. <laughs> right? That's and That's a lot from a 12-year-old. Sometimes it created problems, oh, no. which I'll get into it later on at some point. Massachusetts, you hear about the Salem witch trials from, like, the moment that you can, like, walk and talk. Be honest with me. Do you hear it daily or hourly? (laughs) (laughs) Good question. Um, But you also get, you know, it's, it's a funny thing because it's like, on the one hand, you hear about it, and so you're intrigued by it, and there's this sort of, like, you know, obviously Massachusetts is just sort of, like, um, steeped in history. So just being there, you feel like you're a part of history. But, you know, you'd also, like, hear that they weren't really witches, that, you know, it was just a land grab, or it was just a, you know, someone jealous of someone else, or, you know, miscellaneous other reasons. Um, And then the flip side, of course, is that, you know, there was a, you know, the famous confession. um, But then it was like, or was she tortured to the point that she only confessed under duress? Yeah. You know? Um, But, like... In, and I don't know about other places, but also growing up in Massachusetts. But then there's, like, the whisper on the wind of, or were they? Right. <laughs> and weirdly enough, and I don't want to go into super detail right now, but I have an ancestor who was hanged during that time. See. And like, it's just, yeah, and it's crazy. That's insane. Totally. Because it's, I, I can imagine on one hand, it would be like, you know, that's interesting, that's fascinating, that's something that, you know, maybe sometimes might even seem exciting to, like, a small child or, you know, a baby witch. But then I can't imagine the flip side of it where you have to kind of just process, like, that's my family history. Right, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a thing. That's a lot. <laughs> that's a lot. stumble headfirst into the occult. Yeah. And as you do. As you do. <laughs> and it's funny because, be, and then for me, coming from raised with, like, no religion, I stumbled into the occult. 
Um, and so my entrance into it is not from like at all a religious perspective. Like my entrance into it is more from a craft perspective, a practice. Right. And and it's funny because I've gotten into arguments with other witches about this, and not that it, not bad arguments, just debates, healthy debates, <laughs> um, because so many you know worship so many gods and goddesses and I have no problem with that like worship whoever you want you know and it harm none do what thou will um but I myself you know I don't like to label my practice Wicca because I actually don't view witchcraft through a religious uh prism absolutely all and all respects to you know Wiccans but oh absolutely I I I started out Wiccan right that was where I started a lot of people do I I think that I happened to skip the Wicca because I found somebody who was very interested in uh ceremonial magic Mm -hmm. and so I came in through the ceremonial side which is intense for a baby witch it is you know (laughs) but you know what I think is kind of interesting I'm just gonna like throw this out here right now what's interesting to me is that your approach to witchcraft You've come from religion, conservative religion, and then your gateway is ceremonial magic, which is a very dogmatic really? practice with a lot of rules. It's, it, it, and I think that that's kind of why, weirdly for me, it was user-friendly. Exactly. <laughs> it's like ceremonial magic is not user-friendly, and yet I was like, oh, no, of course, all these tools have all these different rules, and then there's different, you know, assignments and alignments and definitions and houses of things, and yeah, 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 sure, color it, great, 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 give it to me. And then at a certain point, I kind of just realized, I'm like, okay, the rules are cool, but I want to do my own thing. Exactly. You know, the ceremonial magic, while I respect it, um, that never appealed to me for the same reason why I had to stop Wicca. Because mm-hmm. I, I, I am like a super duper free spirit. Oh. I do not work well with routine or discipline. Like I like to be able to like do what I want when I want. And Absolutely. so, so for me, I can't really approach like for my, my practice is not at all from any sort of, like, I don't have to, I don't, you know, do a ritual for every full moon. I don't, like, celebrate every holiday. You know, I don't, I don't do that. Me, it's more about, like, I want to grab the fanes of, the reins of fate Mm -hmm. and steer destiny myself. Yeah, and that's kind of what pulled me out of ceremonial magic, is I realized that it was great for knowledge, and... As an intuitive witch, I found that very quickly, it's like, the more I knew, the more it just kind of broke down into components. Right. And that, and it was a great way to kind of learn all of those structures, because for me, as an intuitive witch, I very much, it's the same thing. It's like, I go with what hits me in the moment. It's like, maybe I'll go, you know, a few days, a few weeks without really doing any practice, and then all of a sudden one day it's like, I'll spend hours in meditation and crafting and creating something and doing a spell. And sometimes it's written down, sometimes it's not, but it's always just like immediately picked up. Yeah. You just pick it up and you go. And the, and the thing though, but here's a thing though that I want to sort of point on, because there's a, there's a, there's this big trend that is sort of like going through the witchcraft community right now mm-hmm. where, um, cause right now witchcraft is super trendy. It is. Which, you know, I, you know, I don't I kind of, it's weird because I kind of, I've never been like the trendy type and all of a sudden it's like literally, I think maybe about a year and a half, two years after I really started to get into things, all of a sudden it felt like I was back in the night, 
early 90s and it was like everybody's a witch again all the tv shows are witch shows right all yeah. the stuff is like back and, on that trend and some people have a problem with it i don't have a problem with it because my attitude is like hey great you know raise awareness show what we're doing show what it's about maybe it'll like clear up some stigmas yeah, and exactly. lies and exactly what have you what i was thinking um you know because i don't really you know i don't want to be a gatekeeper no you know However, the flip side to it is, so this is, and this is why I do a podcast, because this is the type of thing where it's hard to explain this in captions, because it requires a lot of explanation. Absolutely. But so, like, you you mentioned a couple of times, like, you need, like, a foundation and, like, whatever. So here's my thing. This is my approach to, like, literally everything, and I learned this in art school many, or in art classes many, many years ago. Um, learn the rules so that you can you break them. You can break them. them. Yep. And they did the same thing with us in music school. Like, learn all this stuff, and then, and I think that's 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 why it all makes sense. It's like, learn what does what, learn what connects to what, learn how things go together, and then before you knew it, you're going to be piecing that puzzle together in a whole new way. And that's, totally. that's kind of, that kind of leads into what we were kind of hoping to talk about on this one. Yeah. Which was, like, pitfalls that we wish we hadn't fallen into as baby witches. <laughs> right. Here's the thing. So there's this movement that's going around in the witchcraft community mm-hmm. where a lot of people talk about, you know, um, witchcraft has no rules. You know, you can do whatever you right. want. Right. Like, you don't, you know, there's no, um, you know, what have you. Um, and, you know, I I come from, because I'm such a free spirit, I come very much from this perspective of, like, whatever works for you. Like, just go with it. But the flip side of that is that it is actually, but it's really, really good to learn. It's really good to do the research. I'm glad that I took as many classes as I did. I'm glad I read as many books as I have. Um, And what I find, and you keep mentioning intuitive witch, and that's sort of my thing, is I call myself an intuitive witch. And I stumbled onto that in my classes because there would be things where, like, I would take a lot of classes at Green Man and Griffin teaches traditional, um, British traditional craft there. Mm-hmm. And he would mention a lot of different things in, in classes, like, um, you know, might talk about, uh, you know, like a peacock feather and how the eye on it can be, you know, a protective thing. Right. And I'm sitting there like, ever since I was a kid, I've always kept peacock feathers in my room because yeah. I felt like I needed to have them there. And you get those moments where it's like something that, has just always been your thing or a part of what you do, it's suddenly like, oh, there's an association with it. Right. There's a reason for it. Exactly. And so what's interesting with that is, is, well, yeah, you know, don't let anyone, you know, tell you how to practice, for sure. Like, practice what works for you. But at the same time, it is really, really good to learn why people do what they do mm-hmm. because you'll kind of find that everything, every tool that a witch uses does have a purpose. And sometimes, you know, oftentimes multiple purposes. Oh, absolutely. You know, for example... You're equipping yourself for success. Yeah. And like, for example, so when I first started learning witchcraft, you know, sage was all the rage. And it's still pretty much is in a sort of 
uh, mainstream way. Right. But a lot of a lot of witches are turning to other things for a variety of reasons, including mm-hmm. cultural appropriation and um, uh, availability. You know. Yes. Um, and so, like, where it's tried and true that sage is used to do this very specific thing, you now see that people are like investigating other herbs to achieve the mm-hmm. same effect. Absolutely. So say I want to cleanse a space and I don't want to use sage. Well, what should I use? Well, you can go online, you can read a book, you can read, um, you know, something, you know, I mentioned Scott Cunningham before. He has a yeah. great book on on herbs through Llewellyn. Yes, he um, you know, you can read about all of this, but at the end of the day, you know, once you've, once you've like acquired all the information at the end of the day, like what works really the best is like what works best for you. And yeah. I, for me, it was lavender. And so I was like, mm-hmm. I'm just going to use lavender to smoke cleanse everything because it works for me. Absolutely. Um, but I did the research to find out why it works for me. So I guess my point is... Oh, <laughs> Do whatever you want, practice any way that you want, but it's a really, really good idea to learn why people do what they do and, and so forth. Exactly. It's it's one of those things where it's 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 like like even if I might not have always have the best memories of the way that I was originally brought up to have a specific faith, I respect other people's faiths. Absolutely. I respect other people's practices. Sometimes I have questions about those practices. Right. <laughs> when, now, whether that question is necessarily one that's, like, ethical or just curiosity about how it works. Because even as a non-religious person, I'm incredibly curious about pretty much a whole variety of religious institutions in that the rules that they have, a, like, you look at something like ceremonial magic, where it ends up being attributed to something else or it's borrowed to be associated with something else or they borrowed it from another culture. That's where I get really, really, really curious. Yeah. And I start doing those deep dives. Oh, totally. That's when you start pulling the threads and you're like, oh, but wait. But this thing that's from ceremonial magic is is linked to something from the Kabbalah, but then it's linked to something from, you know tantric whatever exactly. and you're like oh my god there's and like it's just suddenly the spider web of information and history and culture and that's where i think taking that next step really becomes important because it goes from oh i know that it, i i know the colors of the chakras or i know what herbs can be used for cleansing or i know how to do an lbrp a lesser banishing ritual of the pentagram and it suddenly takes on that next layer of, well, what do I do with them? What can I pair them with? What can right. I add to it? And How do you make it your own? Exactly. And in that process, you also develop not just knowledge and information, but you de- develop a really healthy respect for where this information comes from. Oh, totally. And, and that's, that's super you, important. It's so important. And that's why you end up finding these, you find your communities, you find your teachers, you find your friends, you find people that you want to, you know, communicate with. Yeah. It all connects. Totally. Which tips? So we're going to do little, like, moments of witch tips in every episode where we're going to share little things here and there that we've picked up and learned. Um, And so one thing that I really wanted to share was 
um, when you're working with herbs. So recently, mm-hmm. I so I got this label maker like a bazillion years ago because I meant to label all my herbs, and then haven't used it because that's just what I do. I just like I'll be like, oh, I have this great idea. I'm going to do this thing, and then right. I get the thing, and then like. Three years goes by before I'm like, oh, let's do the thing. I this nice thing. I should use that. Right? Like, this could be handy. <laughs> and, you know, and in that time, I've, like, um, I've like acquired quite a few more herbs. And so now I'm at a point where I'm, like, looking at my herbs and I'm like, is that mugwort or wormwood? Hmm. Like, let's see. And so, anyway, so I was like, okay, I need to organize my So I got all my little, like, you know, bottles and what have you that I'm going to sort right. in. And I got my my label maker, and I was, like, going through, like, typing everything up. And I'm handling all of my herbs as I'm, like, taking, because I had, like, miscellaneous old bags, like, like baggies oh, no. from, like, 10 years ago. No. So I'm, like, okay, these baggies got to go into ba- into bottles and be organized. And at first, as I'm starting to use them, as I'm starting to organize them, I'm dealing with, like, spearmints. I'm dealing with bay leaves so these are not uh, this is not problematic so i'm not i'm barehanded you know and i'm just like and then i start to organize my mugwort and i'm like noticing <laughs> as i'm and i'm like watching myself it's like when you watch yourself suddenly in slow motion and i'm like i'm watching myself handling all of this mugwort by hand as i'm like putting it from the bag to the bottle and i'm like and i had this moment where i literally heard in my head hold up what would Carrie do? So Carrie, <laughs> she's from Green Man, and she teaches apothecary with Griffin. And mm. um, and I took that class a, a, years ago. And they te- I think they teach it every year, but I'm not super sure. But anyway, um, she, one of the things she made sure to point out is, like, when handling herbs, always wear gloves. <sighs> and as I'm, like, watching myself handle these herbs without gloves I'm hearing her voice in my head and I'm like oh crap remember to listen to your teachers because they teach you things for a reason (laughs) and so So what happened well thankfully I caught it I mean I did get a little like trippy later (laughs) but thankfully I caught it in time I, I caught it before I handled anything else I had some psilocybin as well so I caught it before I handled that oh my god thankfully um and I put my gloves on so the witch tip is <laughs> Melissa's witch tip of the week. <laughs> always wear gloves when handling your herbs and mm. essential oils. Oh my gosh. So that you don't absorb it into your skin and make yourself sick. That's that's a that's a, one of those hard lessons. Which actually my witch tip is a, is kind of similar. Mm-hmm. It's chemical reactions. It's it's I find that I, sometimes it still happens, to be completely honest. It's like you run into something, you're like, oh, I didn't do this, or oh, that's going to leak into that. But when you first start, I cannot tell you how many times it was like, oh, that's not what I wanted. It's like, one in particular, I had gotten, I had gone to a crystal shop for the first time, and I was so excited and wide-eyed, and everything was wonderful and magical, and I come home with a beautiful selenite egg polished, huge, I'd, I'd really, you know, pinched, I was a, I was a 
poor and suffering college student at the time, uh, I really pinched some pennies to spend a whole $20 on magic stuff that month, and I spent all of it on this egg. And I get home, and I'm like, okay, great, I've got a crystal, now what do I do with it? And the first thing that comes up is, you know, oh, you're going to cleanse it, you're going to do this, 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 and this, and I'm like, well, what? oh, washing it is the easiest thing, let's just do that. <laughs> and, and I go and I wash my beautiful selenite egg and I pull it out and it is dull and dry. I'm like, huh, that's weird. What what was that? Oops. And you know, about five minutes later I'm on Google, I'm like, oh no, I've ruined this egg. And I mean it, it's still selenite, it still works. It's not like I left it to soak overnight, which would have been way worse. But it's like it's it's that simple little thing where it's like if you'd taken a few extra seconds to just really double check what you were doing, it's like not just, okay, the process seems simple enough. Wash your crystal. Okay, cool. But what crystal are you washing? I'm washing selenite. Selenite is a crystallized salt product. And the minute it gets wet, <laughs> you're in trouble, which is why you, you know, and then that goes again down that rabbit hole that I'm so fond of it's like that goes into it's like selenite is one of those crystals that you're not gonna let soak in water right. you're not gonna drink any water that it is soaked in right you're, you're gonna you know if it if it has to be polished the whole thing all that stuff is coming from one incident where I got home and I was like oh I'm gonna I'm gonna take care of this crystal and I just drop the ball on it and there's so many things where you just catch yourself like oh that. for sure and like if you think about it and like you take that example and like um in my last in my psychic circle mm-hmm. um we talked about if you try to cleanse a copper pendulum in oh. salt water yeah you're, it's gonna strip it's gonna like pull away it the was copper the, it was the when i was sitting there with you that was for for context for those of you who don't know um Melissa has mentioned Green Man, and she has mentioned classes. Uh, Melissa is a teacher at a shop in Los Angeles uh, called The Green Man. It is a wonderful shop. They are open in case you are interested in anything. Um, But there are classes as well, and Melissa is a teacher there, and she's also, you know, taking courses with other teachers there. And so sometimes we'll reference that. One of her classes is Psychic Circle, where we develop a lot of skills, and uh, I do assist her in those classes. And that, that, I got the, in that class, I got the exact same feeling as when I opened Google and been like, don't get your salt out. I was like, oh no. Exactly. Because these are the things that happen. It's like when she was like, I took salt water. And and I know. It's like, oh no. Because we've all been there. We've all been there. We've all made these mistakes. We've all done it. And then, you know, and then you take, and when you talk about chemical reactions, then Mm -hmm. it also brings you to herbs as well and also essential oils. And, you know, there are certain things where you want to make sure that a certain herb doesn't, um, so, you know, say you're going to take a tincture or what have you. For an ailment, you want to make sure that it's not going to have a bad interaction with your medicine. Questions. So another ses- section that we're going to do for the podcast is uh, we're going to take questions from you guys and we're going to answer yeah. them. Um, so we haven't discussed what questions that we're going to answer in this one. So some of this is probably going to be edited. Um, if you ever have questions, these are all coming from um, the American Thir- Witch 13 Instagram. Yes. You can always reach us there or on the podcast Instagram or any of their 
various sites. But if you ask us a question, odds are, hopefully at some point, we will answer it. Yes. And so I have a question from a zillion years ago when I, like, the first time I posted that I was going to do this podcast, (laughs) and I asked everybody for questions, and everyone dutifully sent me the questions, and then, like, many months went by, (laughs) and nothing happened. Just, it just was dead. (laughs) Well, you know, well, A, okay, in my defense. In your defense. In my defense, I started to, I did uh, Midsummer Scream. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then that sort of, like catapulted my psychic career and oh, yeah. and then and then and then before I knew it there was a freaking pandemic and then and here we are that side railed everything like what six seven eight months however long uh, this a millennia later because that's what it feels like um so regardless <laughs> a zillion years ago when I had asked people for questions um the one that has stuck with me ever since then mm-hmm. is what is grounding and why do we do it? Oh, you're speaking to my inner earth sign. I love it. Okay. Grounding is about one of my favorite things in the world. Not just because it's simple and you can really do it anywhere and you can do it discreetly, but because it's it's one of those foundational skills. It's never really going to lead you down the wrong path and things. So grounding is essentially the process of self-cleansing. Whether you're doing that by directly connecting to the earth or taking some time to meditate, what you're doing is you're making sure that you're mentally, physically, spiritually in a state to either do work or just, you know, cleanse yourself and go about your day. It's... It can literally be as simple as just going outside and standing on the grass for five minutes. It can be a guided meditation. It can be a process that you've created for yourself. But that's the beauty of it, is it's this process of self-protection that you can kind of just take the lead on. Totally, yeah. And uh, so what I wanted to share about grounding (laughs) were stories. Oh, you stinker. So, okay, so... Um, so I am one of those people who, um, I'm like, I don't know, I don't know if you're familiar, cause I'm, all right, so I'm a gamer. Okay. I'm like stammering, right? <laughs> so I'm a gamer and in the gamer world, there's this thing called Leroy Jenkins. Are you oh, yes, aware yes, of it? You are. Okay. I'm not Leroy no. Jenkins! <laughs> so that's like me in most things. Like, you're just like, we're just gonna <laughs> go on in, whatever happens, happens. All the mistakes that ensue are totally. hilarious. I know, like, I just, it's like, and, and it's this, it's born from, it's not like, you know, because one might argue that it's ego, like, oh, I'm so freaking special, I can, like, whatever. It's not at all. It's not born from ego. It's born literally from skepticism. Like, I, it's like, mm. at, at the core of my being... Is this, like, is this totally science-minded person who is, like, um, if it can't be measured, it can't be real kind of a thing. Oh, but yet, okay. I've had a lifetime of bizarro experiences yeah. that I have literally, like, gone to um, a variety of religious leaders in various different religions for help. I've gone to scientists wow. for help. I've gone to doctors for help on these experiences I've had my whole life since I was a child. And nobody could ever really explain them, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so, so, anywho, 
the reason why I charge into certain spaces without grounding myself first or protecting myself is born from the skepticism of, is it even really real? Right. Yeah. So like my whole point. Right. So like my whole thing, as much as I, you know, yes, I run American Witch 13 and yes, I give psychic readings. And yes, I've had numerous experiences that have shown me that the unseen is real and the unheard is real or in some cases heard and seen. Um, But, you know, it, it despite the fact that I have these life experiences, there's this part of me that's like, but you're still just a person and this is just the world and a table is just a table. <laughs> so like, so I'm like, so I'm in New Orleans, I'm wandering by myself and I'm just like, oh, da, 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 oh look, there's the voodoo shop. Here I go. The second I try to step in and cross the threshold, I feel a force push me back out the door. Alyssa. And I stand there for a moment, like, oh, what is happening? And I, and I, you know, you have the conversation with yourself because it's the conversation. Because you're trying to like convince yourself this isn't happening. Exactly. Like, okay, I'm like, okay, did you just really feel this? So I, so I push against it because that's how I do. So I'm like, I'm feeling this. Like it was almost like a hand is like on my chest pushing me. So I push back in. So this is like all happening in real time. I'm in the freaking doorway, leaning back, and then I push forward, and and I can feel the resistance. And I just kind of have this, like, thought process, and this is going to sound so hokey and cornball, and I realize this as I'm about to say it out loud. I'm hearing it in my head. But I was, like, legit thinking I come in peace, you know, because I'm like... But what else do you do at that point? Right. You're you're coming in with the expectation that this is just going to be a normal old day, and all of a sudden you're playing tug-of-war with your own body over the doorstep. Totally! And it's like, (laughs) what is even happening? And I'm like, I'm I'm not, I haven't, I may be in New Orleans, but I haven't even had a single drink yet. I'm like... Stone cold sober at this oh point. My so I so so I step over the threshold. I walk in and then and so in this shop and I don't know if it's still there. I mean it probably is. It's probably the same setup. But there's like there's like a main room and then you kind of go through like a little like tunnelish thing into like another room. And in the front room, as I'm walking through the front room, I feel like I am being assaulted from every direction. It feels like swords or or. Just, beams of energy or something or like shoom, like as I take a step I feel like I'm being like oh here comes a spear and here comes another spear and I'm like this is the this is so weird I'm like why would anybody come here <laughs> and I look around and there's all these tourists shopping completely oblivious seemingly oblivious to the energy onslaught that's happening oh and I'm just standing there like how are you people like, not feeling this. Or are you, like, feeling it, but you're denying it to yourself. And so you're like, oh, I feel funky, but it's probably just my imagination. Or do you not feel, right. like, I don't know. I don't know. Regardless, I'm, like, struggling. So no. I get to the little hallway that goes into the back room. And right there, there's, like, a moment of reprieve. Where it's, like, the, uh, so I stood there for a moment, like, <sighs> I'm, in, I'm in the in-between space. <laughs> and then I step into the back room and there's like a different energy there. And as I step through, I legit start to get like sea legs. Oh and I'm standing gosh. in the back in this little back room 
And there's this guy working behind the counter, and he's adorable. And he looks at me, and he, like, kind of starts to sort of giggle a little bit. And I'm looking at him, and he's looking <laughs> at me. And I'm like, did you... And he's like, yeah, I saw you. I saw you get come in. I saw you feel the energy. I saw the whole thing. And I'm like, ah, oh, so I'm not crazy. And he's like, no. He's like, it's amazing. So we start talking about... Okay. He's the one... Who created all of the wards in the space. So he was, like, super amused that I could feel his wards and I could feel also all of the different entities in there that are being paid homage to. Because there's a variety. So that's part of what I was feeling was just, like multiple energies from multiple entities. Right, right, right. And I got, he was, we had like the longest conversation. His name was Raven. And I think he lives here now and he provides, um, he does uh, like spell bags for the Crooked Path, I think. Oh. Um, but he was, he was, oh, he, I loved talking to him. He was the coolest guy and we had this whole big conversation about it. And so I was, it, it totally made me feel so much better because. You don't feel like you're crazy. Exactly. I was like, oh my God, I'm actually not crazy. Like there actually is energy here and he freaking put it here. I'm talking to like the master builder of the energy exactly. wards. Exactly. But it's, it's, it's like he came in and he kind of approached your skeptic by validating all. A hundred percent. So then I'm standing there like, okay, great. So then I started to feel better once I was sort of in his little like he had, like, a protective bubble around him. Right. And, like, once I was in his bubble, I felt really calm. I felt really comfortable. So I picked out all the stuff I had promised I was going to buy people from the shop. So I got all my doodads. And then, and this is where everything went bananas. Then I step out of the shop. The second I exited that place, I felt like I couldn't stand anymore. Oh, I felt dizzy. I felt like I was, I felt like buzzed, you know? Yeah. And, and like, and I'm like stumbling through this. I look like a drunk. I'm like stumbling through the French Quarter. And I'm like, I'm like, okay, like, what do I do with myself now? Like everything, everything is crazy. Everything, everything. And it felt like, you know, when you're like those, the fun house and you're walking and it makes your legs crazy and you're all off balance like that's how I felt so I was like oh my god I don't know what to do so I get on Facebook and I immediately message um, Carrie and Griffin from Green Man and I'm like you guys told me about Marie Laveau's voodoo shop in New Orleans and the the craziest (laughs) energy felt there and I totally so I went there and did the thing and felt the thing it's great. Now fix me. <laughs> right? And I'm like, now what do I do? You know? And they're just like, you know, you know they were just laughing their asses off oh, at me. Of course. Because that's what baby witches do. And um, and so they're like, I mean, not the laughing part, but the screw-ups. And, um, and so, like, so anyway, so Carrie's like, what you need to find yourself is some iron immediately to ground yourself. Mm-hmm. You're not grounded. I, and, and, you know, I didn't protect myself going in. It didn't even occur to me that I had to do that. So here I am, like, practically floating off in space. I'm so, like, bleh. So she's like, okay, there's, you know, it's an old town. There's a lot of these iron horse hitches right. all around. So she's like, just find one and hug it. And I'm like, okay. Just head on for the ride. <laughs> just take your bags. Take all the stuff you got. It's like, don't worry about what you look like or how cuckoo bananas. <laughs> You're in New Orleans. It's all good. So like, so I find my, I find the hitch. I just grab onto it, and I literally just like sit on the sidewalk and hold it like this for. And people are walking by, and you know everyone thought I was drunk, and oh, that's fine. Of I mean. 
Then again, I don't care. I don't care. You can get away with it. You I don't care. You can get away with anything as long as you look drunk enough. Dude, man, you can get away with anything anywhere as long as you're drunk enough. So I'm like, so I'm like hugging this thing. And then she had also said to me that I would need to get food in me and booze would probably also be helpful. And I'm like, those are the tips that I want to hear. That sounds <laughs> lovely. So I made myself, like, I made myself to a restaurant, <laughs> got my, got a freaking mimosa, which we're drinking right now, um, and had my food and <sighs> grounded. Oh my so gosh. why ground yourself? You want to ground yourself because you're going to go out into the world, and especially if you're sensitive like we are, and uh, let me just say, if you're attracted to witchcraft, you're probably sensitive. You're you're definitely sensitive. I mean, oh my gosh. So so you want to ground yourself, you know, because not just for your day. And, and 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 not just you know after after every spell that you do it's a good mm-hmm. idea to ground yourself so again Bring the iron holding holding iron works so if you have a cauldron simply sitting and holding on to your cauldron will totally ground you mm-hmm. um, another thing that will ground you that's a really really quick easy way to ground you is to like get in water and now obviously you can't always hop in a bath or a stream right. or a shower but you can wash your hands in most places see I like to do energy based grounding I like mm-hmm. to do energy work so usually I'm I make sure I'm sitting if not on the ground as close as possible right and then what I like to do is I like to do like light based envisioning mm-hmm. so it's like you know you find that white light either from above or below and then I, I filter it through. Right, yeah. I filter it through my whole body. And I've, I, it's, it's... And that's something really that you can literally do anywhere. Well. So oh, if you yeah. ever feel off balance, you can literally just sit and just, like, I, the one that I do... So normally I, I do these guided meditations. You usually bring it up and then you meet at the top. Yeah, because and when I was originally taught guided meditations, very specifically f- to do mediumship and seances, mm-hmm. I was taught... To start from above and work my way down. Mm-hmm. And I found that that didn't really work super great for me because I, I'm kind of like, I'm, I'm a Pisces. I kind of like exist half out of this world anyway. <laughs> so like I need to be grounded all the time. So I do the energy work. I do energy work as well. And I do it from the ground up. So every time I do a psychic circle or a seance, well, seances, I sometimes flip it just to whatever, <laughs> throw things off. But in psychic circles, I like to work, like, I like to imagine the center of the earth as being this, like, birthplace of this beautiful grounding energy. And oh, I imagine absolutely. it growing up, like, through the rock and the sediment and things in the dirt and then, like, blossoming them out as this sort of, like, sapling of light. And then I imagine mm-hmm. it going all up through my body and just... You know, you like feeling gravity, feeling yourself sort of being held by the earth and just feeling that energy. And then you're like, okay, I'm good. I'm grounded. Yeah. I think that uh, I'm, I'm an earth sign. I'm a Taurus. And so when I can get that connection with the earth, it's really, I, I, I live in that earth energy (laughs) a lot. Like even whether or not, you know, you personally are a big fan of, like, the astrology stuff. It's, like, I definitely end up working a lot with the earth energies. And it's, for me, what I like to do is it's just very much, like, like that same thing, like, finding that center, like, primordial cosmic, like, energy at the center of the earth. And then I bring it up, like, through my feet. And it's just so anchoring. And it's, like, I've, I have zoned out completely for, like, hours not even realizing it, doing that. 
And it doesn't happen often, but when when you come out of, like, kind of a state that you've put yourself in, and you're like, oh, that's the time now. Okay. It's a, <laughs> it's a moment. Like, it's time to come down. It's um, And speaking of coming down, that's about it for our first podcast. Um, we are, so the second one, um, we're going to, like, I'm not totally 100% sure how we're going to release these. Like, they may be in the beginning once a month or twice a month. And then as we get more comfortable and we get, like, you know, a handle on the format and so on and so forth, we probably end up having more. We have tons of questions. We didn't get to all of the other questions that you guys asked, but we have tons more questions that we will get to a bunch more in the next episode. Absolutely. And then in future episodes, we plan to interview some people. I already have a couple of people lined up that I'm it's super excited exciting, to interview. <laughs> yeah. Um, so we're going to wrap this episode up for now. And I just wanted to give a, I forgot to say this earlier, and I wanted to give a quick shout out to my girl, Leah Wellbaum, for writing the music for this podcast. She is super awesome. She's mm-hmm. super talented. Her band is Slothrust, and I love them so much. Um, she was one of my students in one of my early psychic circles, and she is a super gifted and talented, and I love <laughs> her to death. So thank you, Leah. And... Um, Thank you, Regina, for co-hosting with me. I really appreciate it. And thank you, everybody, for listening. And now it's time to close the circle. Mm -hmm.